Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Yeah, hi there. It's Fraser Chesterman. This week's podcast from Future Print. I'm pleased to have two guests with me today. Um, and both of these gentlemen are involved in a project that's quite exciting, and they'll explain a little bit more. I have Zoltan Machias from Katun. Uh, Katun? How do, how do you pronounce Katun? Is it Katun? Yeah, Katun. Yeah, Katun. Uh, Zoltan, I'll get you to intro, intro yourself in a moment. And I've also got Sean Patel from Arrow Systems, who are working very closely with Katun on some projects. So good to see you, Sean, in New York. Thank you, Fraser. Glad to be here. Good. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen. Um, why don't I just get you to quickly introduce yourselves, Zoltan? I, I think people might know Katen as a as a sort of well from their sort of office equipment world. But explain a little bit more. You're obviously looking at uh, the the world of digital print for manufacturing and um, obviously working closely with Arrow. So explain a little bit more about you, your kind of print journey, and give us a little bit more detail in terms of, of what's happening in this partnership. Sure, Fraser. Thanks again. Pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Katen, Katen is a, is a company um, who's been in printing since 50 years. But the core business of Katen is in the traditional office printing space. Um, so we're we're new to the to the digital printing um, mm -hmm. segment as as of Katen. Um, but I'm not new to it. So uh, you asked me to introduce myself. So I did my entire professional life something to do with printing always. Mm -hmm. um, I've done projects with 3D printing. I've done. 15, 16 years in office printing, managed services, the copier industry, the remanufacturing industry. Um, I've did a fair bit of digital printing, roll-to-roll, -roll, label printing project, personalization, textile, but pretty much anything you, that you can print you on, I, I, I tried to put my hand on it <laughs> in the yeah, last you name it. You name it. <laughs> yeah. And apart from yeah. this, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leading the, the digital printing solutions divisions of Caton. Yep. And um, and and we're launching this uh, this this project. Very excited. Loads of opportunities and um, yeah, moving into that space. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. And Sean, explain a little bit more about you and Aero Systems. Yeah, so uh, Aero Systems is a, a family-owned company. Uh, we've been in the printing industry well over forty years um, across all varieties of sectors. Here in the U.S., our focus is on labels and packaging. Um, mm -hmm. I've been working with Arrow for about 10 years now, uh, distributing other people's products all across North America. And then uh, over the course of the last five years, uh, we've been developing some uh, new technologies uh, for more sustainable printing of uh, both labels as well as uh, flexibles, uh, lama tubes, blister coils, things of that nature. Yeah. And um, obviously, there's the event that we're running in Valencia. In a, in a week or so, and that is focused very much on that packaging market, and um, Caton and Arrow will be there. So we'll hear a little bit more about them and the project uh, at the event. But I just want to get more of an understanding. Uh, I mean, Zoltan, you said it yourself, um, office equipment market, 
And so, you know, maybe people are listening to this and thinking, oh, how's that work? How's that partnership work? And and in terms of the technology and also, I guess, the route to market, because that is interesting, um, that partnership could be quite effective. But but explain to the audience a little bit more about that. Yeah, so like I said, Caton Caton is coming from the from the printing world. Obviously, there's very little overlap between office printing mm-hmm. and 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 production print, but it's still print. So um, um, the reason for the partnership is Caton's um, looking to diversify, as Caton's uh, in the last fifty years reached a very, um, let's say, prominent market-leading position in the in the core business related to sheet-fed production printing and office printing. Um, moving to roll to roll and the label space was coming out of a, a research from Caton to say where do we find growth areas? Where do we find more dynamic areas that are related to print? Mm -hmm. And um, flexible packaging and label is where we see the most opportunities for us. And and that's where the the partnership and the relationship came. We were looking for a partner with unique advantages, with with something uh, that no one else has. But yeah, I don't want to take away uh, Sean's space from explaining <laughs> why, but uh, the the partnership comes from 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 that idea, and the reason for our partnership was that we we, we wanted someone unique uh, with something uh, new and technological. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes uh, an awful lot of sense. And and Sean, it's really over to you to give us those kind of key USPs of this partnership, key strengths of the partnership. And I know that obviously one area is the water-based pigment technology, but explain a bit more. Yeah, so uh, we've been developing some water-based pigment inkjet technologies, um, but you know, we, what we've lacked is distribution. Mm. Um, so we needed distribution throughout Europe into South America um, and in the other regions where we just did not have a, a strong reach. Um, mm. So that's where Caton comes in. They have offices mm. all across Europe, all across Latin America, South America, um, and it really allows us to uh, push our product into new markets that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Okay, guys. So, so I, I think we understand. We can kind of see how this looks as a strategic um, right. just, partnership. Yeah, Go on, simple sorry, recipe. Talk. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, it's a simple recipe. You know, we combine our th- our strength to create a win-win. We needed a technology partner. We needed uh, um, someone who's, uh, you know, who who brings in technical competence and and the technology part. And you know, we have our core strengths: uh, distribution, sales, marketing capability. We have, uh, you know, the network, and mm-hmm. um, and we can bring all that to the table. So it just makes sense. Yeah. So strategically, it's it's absolutely you know on the mark um and it means you can fast track in effect can't you to market with with this technology which is good and as you both have said that you know this is a growing market this is an evolutionary market it's interesting it's one of the strong ones that that are out there at the moment let me just ask the question so if i am from the packaging industry and i am talking to the two of you about the project, the, the the what what would you offer to me as a, a let's say a, an analog converter of packaging technology? What are you saying that you've got, and what does it look like, and what does it feel like to to be working with you? I'm going to be shorter, so 
Let me jump in. So this is a tech-heavy and very, you know, this is a, a support-heavy business environment. Mm-hmm. So the key differentiator for us from Caton, what I see is, you know, adding the, the pre-sales experience and the after-sales support system to mm-hmm. a cutting-edge product. So, mm-hmm. you know, bringing, bringing that technology that is new for everybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, having a, a pre-sales capability, meaning showroom, mm-hmm. uh, you can come, touch and feel, test together, try out materials, um, certify, qualify stuff, uh, develop use cases and figure out how we're going to solve that challenge or that problem um, at manufacturing. And then obviously once machines are installed, they need to be need to be supported with, with after sales and you know, all the technical competence. So this is pre-sales and after-sales concept and the support system is, is what, what Caton can bring. And, you know, we're, you know we have, uh, we have uh, several offices and support teams across Europe. Um, so that's, you know, that's a robust system already in. And obviously, you know, Sean will talk about the product and all what, you know, what, the, what are the advantages that, you know, it can, it can bring to a user. Okay, so so clearly, as you say yourself, there's you give me confidence as a buyer of the technology right. that you are there for me, and that you you know the accessibility to solving problems, but also an understanding of of the challenges that I would have as a as a packaging converter. So I get that. No. Um, so Sean, tell me, is it the Arrowjet series? Is that the main product that you're delivering? Yeah, so the, the Aerojet line, um, as Zoltan mentioned, is, is really cutting edge technology. Um, you know, as far as I'm aware, there aren't too many uh, machines on the market right now that are using a water-based pigment inkjet technology uh, to produce short runs for labels, packaging, um, flexibles is really a, a big market that's really under underserved. And uh, there's a lot of demand for you know, these short runs of shrink sleeve, blister foil, uh, flexibles that just isn't being met, and you know that there isn't really a good solution on the market. You know, sub one million dollars. So mm. we mm. really kind of hit the nail on the head with this technology, and it's it's been really successful in the market. Um, and part of the reason why we've partnered with Caton is to help drive these markets further. Um, you mm. know, obviously, Europe is a, a very fragmented market. A lot of different languages. You know, everybody wants mm. local support in their local languages. Um, as a company from the U.S., it's very difficult to manage without a partner like Caton that has people in place in you know, all of the different regions that can speak you know multiple languages um, and help support those customers after sale. Yep, yep. I think I, I think that makes an awful lot of sense, and it fast tracks, doesn't it, for you as a business into the European market? It's a good partnership for Caton. Um, yeah, completely get that. Uh, so, so physically, um, and maybe you can't tell me too much of the detail, but what's what's the machine look like inside? What you know, what's it kind of? What technology we're we using? What uh, what ink pigment? You know, how how's the inks looking? So give us a little bit of that if you can. Yeah, so we're using uh, water-based pigment inkjet technology that was developed by Memjet. Um, it's called the Duraflex technology. Uh, but what we're doing with it is really unique in that uh, one of the, the pitfalls of Memjet technology has always been, uh, you know, the need for pre-coated materials. Um, mm. Because of our background in coatings and adhesives, 
we're able to develop primers that can be applied in line, uh, allowing customers to use their traditional flexographic materials, reducing their running costs, while still gaining all the advantages of digital, you know, short runs, ultra high mm. resolution, and the print speeds, you know, they're unmatched in the market of water-based pigment at this time. Mm. Mm. Did you want to add anything, Zoltan, there? Just highlight, I mean, we're talking about the hybrid solution. Mm. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about picking the, the advantages of, bo- of the analog and the digital world and combining them for the advantage of the of of the user mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense um so I, I think we're getting a little bit more of the story um so what kind of materials can this be used on obviously the, the point you're making which is absolutely right is water-based uh water-based inks on in on in packaging uh, is a bit of a game changer isn't it particularly when it's kind of contact with food and things like that so so what materials, what applications do you see this working in? Well, so the main one that we've seen thus far is labels, because it's an easy transition from people that are using you know, previous MemJet technologies to upgrade to something that's more industrial, more robust, mm-hmm. and honestly mm-hmm. is a better ink chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. The water-based pigments that we're using are Nestle and Swiss compliant. Um, you know, they, they meet all of the criteria for the EU PIA uh, compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really is a far superior technology to what's been on the market for water-based um, mm. and easy transition for the people that are already printing labels using you know, the desktop style MemJet printers. Now, on top yeah. of that, because of the primers that we've developed, it allows customers to coat materials that have never been offered before for this type of technology. Things like shrink sleeve, uh, blister foils, flexible packaging, tube. Uh, you know, there's a lot of applications where our primer will stick to the, the, the substrates and allow customers that are already printing using traditional uh, technologies, offset or flexographic, mm-hmm. transition into a digital solution without needing to change their materials. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, when for, for some of us in the sort of inkjet space, memjet technology is often thought of in some of the some of the machines that were you know printing on like pizza boxes that kind of thing um so you're really evolving that aren't you yeah yeah so we we have the ability to print on you know pizza boxes and other types of uh, corrugated but uh, our mm. focus is really on the roll to roll um yeah. yeah 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 makes sense um you were talking a little bit about some. You started to kind of hint a little bit at the sort of eco credentials of the of the production, uh, and I'm interested to hear a bit more from two of you about the the sort of eco credentials, but also the operational efficiencies that uh, the technology delivers. Zoltan, did yeah, you so, want to add? Oh, yeah, go on. You say. I was going to say, um, you know, for oh, the eco credentials, because we're using a, a water based pigment ink. Um, that meets all of the, the Nestle and Swiss compliance criteria. It allows customers to digitally print using food-safe inks um, for indirect packaging, of course. But uh, because we have the inline varnish, it, you can easily run short-run flexible packaging that can be used for food production. Um, on top of that, we're developing a line of materials to pair with it um, that are, let's just say, more eco-friendly than what's currently offered by a lot of uh, companies on the market. Sure. Dalton, did you want to add to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you can you can see that I'm I'm taking a little bit of a different angle from the market side, and Sean is more on 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 the tech side. So, I would I would highlight a couple of points here. I think when it comes to sustainability and environmental concerns, uh, there are there are challenges for for the packaging market. So there is uh, there is a clear customer demand for greener, safer packaging solutions. That's just there. Um, Reduced waste, recyclability, uh, new eco-friendly materials. These mm-hmm. are all in the pipeline. This is all something mm-hmm. on the table right now in, in the packaging space. And um, the Aerojets are all bringing something to these. Um, mm. You know, short media pass, reducing waste, uh, recyclability with the new type of eco-friendly materials, um, the greener, safer packaging solutions with the water-based mm. things. And then also in Europe, we all know about the regulatory and compliance developments um, from the corridors of Brussels. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all coming through, and you know, re- regulations are evolving, and 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 those are all driving either new label demand or new type of packaging demand. Um, you know, safety labeling, waste management, eco standards. These are all. These are all very much on the table for for everybody in the packaging industry nowadays. I think, mm-hmm. absolutely. Sean, did you want to add anything there? Obviously, being in the US, you probably have a slightly different view of that sustainability story because I was there last week, and a lot of people were saying, you know, Europe is driving a lot of these standards the the US are following. What's your thought on that? Yeah, so I mean, we're just trying to stay ahead of uh, where the market is going. Um, you know, that's kind of our focus and that's part of the reason why we developed this technology in the first place is if we could see where the market was shifting to um, you know specifically with the ESG compliance eco-friendly um, you know there's a lot of demand for that coming out of Europe especially but that will transition into the US and parts of South America Latin America worldwide really as uh, as the market continues to shift in that direction. As I mentioned, you're, you're both going to be in Valencia uh, at the event in a, a few days. And um, that's good to see you out kind of in the market. And that'll be interesting from the point of view of us hearing the story, but also you talking to uh, somebody. I mean, I know for a fact there's a, a number of packaging converters attending from the Spanish market, for example. Um, I'm just thinking in terms of your year, um, I guess. Are you guys exhibiting at Drupa? Are you are you part of the yeah? So so that road towards Drupa um, for you, this is quite a big year, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. So this will be our, our first time actually exhibiting at Drupa. Um, very much looking forward to it. I've worked uh, with other partners uh, at the 2016 Drupa. It seems like it's been so long crazy. since we've had this show. Yeah. yeah um, crazy. But then of course we'll we'll have uh, you know a booth at Label Expo Chicago. Um, and Pack mm. Expo International. So, you know, we're really trying to, to get this product out into the market and explain, you know, what we've been doing uh, in the background to develop this new technology. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, so, what, from you know, obviously, uh, as uh, Sean's just said, you know, you're doing a number of shows, but I just wonder how you, you said it yourself right at the beginning, you know, you've been in the, in the print industry for a few years. We've got uh, Drooper coming around. It hasn't been, it hasn't taken place for what is essentially eight years. So it's been quite a long time. What, 
what are you hoping to see? What do you, as a print professional, what do you think is going to be the kind of the groundbreaking stuff there that's going to shake the shake up some of the trees? Right. So just jump back a little bit on what Sean said. I think Drupa is very, very important for us because the, one of the biggest challenges that I see is that people don't know that this exists. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah, there. You know, we we need to get the messaging out there, and I think Drupal is a perfect perfect place for that, mm-hmm. um, especially that it hasn't been done since eight years. Mm. Um, yeah, and and obviously there are, you know, like you said, Memjet has a lot of preconceptions or prejudgments that you know uh, has nothing to do with the industrial Duraflex technology, mm. which has not been very widely used in growth role. So yep. this is one of our one of our biggest challenges. So yeah, Drupa Drupa is very important. And what was your question, Fraser? Because yeah, no, I was just asking what you. So two things really in there. Well, you've answered the f- first part of my question, which was what you guys see uh, this year. And I think yeah. you know you say Drupa, but actually Sean's made the point. You 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 you're going to be at a number of events this year, and you know they kind of cover traditional print, label market packaging market um you know that's kind of you're really positioning yourself you know you're testing all the different options really to find out where you get immediate traction and that's what's always interesting i'm you know we we kind of look at the different options for for you in terms of market um but as you said yourself i think it's a story 2024 is a storytelling year isn't it yeah you're telling a story this year hmm. yeah and and it's i think i go back to the hybrid point because mm. i think there is an underserved pocket <laughs> to call it that way in 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 the in the product landscape and mm. and i think you know maybe there's an interesting question to to discuss but i'm not sure what percentage of the digital transformation is done already and mm. what percentage is yet to be done and mm. why are we going at the speed we are going why is it not going faster? Why is it not up, happening? You know what's what technology needs to bring to the table for uh, for the wider spread. And mm. I think I haven't seen many of these hybrid solutions where you know brings a little bit of both from from both both worlds, combines uh, the advantages of what you can do with a you know with a flexo station uh, in yeah. line with a digital single pass print head and you know that's that's exactly what arrow does so i'm wondering you know if that's if that's going to accelerate things in terms of yeah, going you'd hope so many. you'd Obviously. hope so wouldn't you yeah yeah I would. but not just not just from a commercial point of view for you guys but you'd hope that you know for i think probably for five six years people have been saying oh next big thing digital print for yeah. packaging it's coming it's coming and there's been a considerable amount of resistance from traditional analog packaging converters because they are quite happy with their current systems and you know they have the supply chains and the relationships and and it's a different technology digital is a different technology it takes time so there's that aspect and also as you said there's you know it's only it's only water-based aqueous sinks that are really allowing you to be that, that sort of flexible for some of those markets like food packaging that's that's you know you've got to be careful on so there's lots of issues there isn't there it's not it's as you said it's it's if you were looking at it, you might argue it's not quite its tipping point yet. 
Correct. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly my point. I mean, you know, going digital, like everything, it has pros and cons. Mm, mm, so mm. you know, it, I understand if somebody's um, you know offset or flexo, um, what 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 is he looking for? Mm. Is it speed? Is it is it you know stability? Is it setup costs and times and waste mm. or you know, quality, we can talk about all these things, but some, one thing is clear, the market is changing, the, the, the customer demand is changing, and it requires certain things now that was not possible for, with previous technology. So at some point, if you want to stay competitive and you want to respond to the customer demand, you you have to make a step. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's absolutely right. And that is, it is that tipping point. It is that crossing the chasm, isn't it? Um, we've always got early adopters who take it and get go, get on with it and make it work, but there's always that sense that you've got to cross the chasm to get the the you know the laggards to follow. I just want to ask one final question, Sean, and, and you may not want to give me too much detail, but I, it's helpful for people listening just to get their head around it. What kind of uh, investment do people have to make to bring in this technology and get it kind of running and you know, and, and kind of sitting alongside uh, what they're already doing. Are you able to say that, or is it something that's always kind of yeah. a bit bespoke? No, so, uh, you know, that's part of why we developed this technology is because there is nothing on the market that can do what our technology can do, you know, sub half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, and okay. I, I can say, you know, our, our equipment is significantly lower priced especially considering the amount of volume that we can run through it. Um, I don't believe there's anything on the market that can run 45, 50 meters a minute uh, that's going to come in under a quarter million dollars. And we are far below that number uh, with just our, our basic unit. And it can run at extremely high speeds, extremely efficient with very little waste. Um, you know, as you kind of scale up and into the, the more, uh, let's just say, complicated equipment with inline priming, uh, inline slitting, things of that nature, you know, the price obviously will go up. But again, there is nothing on the market that compares with what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Gents, uh, that's really good way of finishing off, really, because um, I think if anyone's listening, the, the, the purpose of this conversation really was to get people thinking about it and think, oh, actually, I didn't know that that's possible. And that might be a better investment than, you know, <laughs> than they were imagining it to be so so thank you for that just i know it's always a tricky one to ask more specifically but it's it's clearly something you guys feel is important in the in the mix zoltan thank you very much for your time sean thank you very much for your time look forward to catching up with both of you in uh, the next few days when we're in uh, valencia together and uh, let's hope that as you said yourselves an exciting 2024 is coming for you guys thank you very much thanks fraser thank thanks to you thanks fraser Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up and visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Futureprint podcast.